0: Welcome to the ADHD Open Space Podcast. My name is Gray Miller, and I will be your host and facilitator as we explore ideas, workarounds, accommodations, and other aspects of being a professional adult with ADHD. Most of this will come from my perspective as a cis white male in his mid-50s, living in the Midwest who found out a year ago, that I've been living with ADHD my entire life. I am not an expert on ADHD, except maybe in not knowing I've had it for half a century and somehow still getting by. But I promise to cite my sources or at least admit when I'm repeating something I read on the interwebs. If I say anything you don't agree with, you're welcome to call me on it and let me know. This podcast is also part of the lead up into the first ADHD open space happening in Madison, Wisconsin, on January 20th, 2024. You can learn more about that event both here in the show and at the website ADHDopen.space. The first 30 episodes of this podcast are also being released as part of National Podcast Post Run, Na Pod NAPODPOMO. That means things might get a little rough, but it's going to be fun. Kind of like ADHD, right? Enjoy the show. This is the 29th episode of NAPOD POMO. This is the um, triumphant finish line or last leg of things. After this, I only have one more podcast to do, and it's going to be a sort of retrospective talking about the different things that we did and learned and just a little bit of that. But first, if you listen to the previous episode, I talked about rejection sensitivity dysphoria, RSD. And how almost exactly a year ago, I dealt with that and it took away my ability to enjoy working on something, a new hobby that I had absolutely fallen in love with. Like I had not felt this kind of flow and interest in uh, since 2003 when I started doing some performance art. Um, Like it was amazing how wonderful it was. And I went to take my prototype game to Proto Spiel, which is a game testing convention here in Madison. And I had three days of testing it. And two of the days, two and a half days went pretty well. We had some people who really liked the game and lots of good suggestions. And then I had one last game with three people who I liked and respected. And I thought their games are really cool. And they didn't like my game. They gave me uh, very constructive criticism, nothing harsh, nothing to tear me down. They, They didn't quite, it wasn't necessarily their game, but at the same time, that rejection sensitivity dysphoria cut into me. And I didn't do any game design after that. I kind of thought, you know what, I had one idea. And that was for that card game, and it didn't work, so I'm done. I'm not going to be a game designer. I'm not going to do anything, even as a hobby. By the way, I'm not trying to be a game designer for a living. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm I going to a game design education conference tomorrow, and if I came up to people and I said, how do you make a living at this? I would be probably laughed out of the room, because uh, that's not going to happen. But you can gamify things, which is something that I do enjoy doing, and... I realized, after having been studying ADHD compulsively for over a year now, um, I realized that there could easily be a game called ADHD, The Scattering. And this idea, the idea monster came to my head and sat down and said, Look, Gray. I know you want to work on writing an article for the podcast. I know you want to work on writing an article for LinkedIn. I know you want to write some of those fiction stories and stuff. You're not going to do any of that during this next uh, writing group session. In this next writing group session, ADHD, the scattering, is going to take over your brain. And it's going to make you spend the whole hour plus scribbling notes, and you're going to come out of it with a rough outline of the process of play for this entire game. Now this game, this is a card game, just picture, you know, little decks of cards, a couple of dice, and a bunch of little colored uh, cubes, little tokens, and I mean like, you know, a whole bag full of them. Probably a hundred different colors, each color mapping to and executive function. Yes, that's right. So, and the objective of ADHD the scattering is pretty simple. It's to go through a simulated day and end up with the end the day with as many of you as possible with um, over 60 points out of a possible hundred. And if you get 60 points, that means, congratulations, you've completed the day as a functioning adult. Now, because I like cooperative play, if for every person that doesn't complete the day as a functioning adult in the game, well, that takes down everybody else 10 more points. So the objective is for everybody to make it through the day. It's not about them tearing down each other or sabotaging each other because we all are simulating having ADHD. So there's two kinds of cards in this game. There are to-do cards, okay? And at the beginning of the game, you draw some to-do cards, and you could pick out up to three of the big things because we know three big things a day is a tried-and-true method. And if you do that, if you can do all three big things, you're, you're golden. That's 60 points right there, 20 points each. You also could do side quests. Now, side quests only give you say five or 10 points, but sometimes they will help you out with other things because I'll, I jumped ahead already. And again, this is just right now, all this is is some scribbled notes and a, a database in Notion. But the uh, the way the gameplay actually starts is remember those little colored tokens? Well, there's seven different colors. I'm sorry, there's six different colors. And the purple, orange, yellow, blue, red, and green. And um, when you start out the game, you roll a six-sided dice and add two. That represents how much sleep you got the night before. How many hours of sleep. It also represents how many of those tokens you may draw from the bag to begin with. And those tokens are executive functions, or as we will call them, EF or F. Now, when you draw that number of Fs, that's how many Fs you have to give to get your big things done, or your side quests. If you run out of Fs to give, well, in that case, you're going to need to find a way to get more Fs, and that's one of the things that side quests can do. They don't get as many points, But sometimes a side quest will help give you a certain ability to gain some executive function that you can then use to get the big tasks done. In case you're wondering, the working model is not the working model of executive function I talked about in my four-part series. Um, We're actually using self-awareness, inhibition, nonverbal working memory, verbal working memory, emotional self-regulation, and self-motivation. Those are the different um, executive functions we're using for the game, because every single side quest, every single big to do, when you pick it up, it'll say, "This is how many you need of each of these uh, motivations to actually get them done. You know, this is what this is what you're going to be using for this. So... Once you draw out, you know, you decide I'm going to try and do this big thing, then you also have other kinds of cards. And these cards are the squirrel cards. Now, I thought about not doing squirrel cards because squirrels kind of have a bad connotation. But in reality, squirrels aren't all bad. Sometimes squirrels are positive things. Sometimes we get distracted by things that we need to be. This screen in front of me is distracting, but it's a pretty squirrel. So maybe that's the way we'll we'll think of it. So um, let's say that one of your big things uh, was, oh, let's see here. I'll pick up the thing. One of your big things is to prepare and deliver a presentation. Now, this requires working memory to remember key points, um, the ability to shift to uh, uh um, in case the uh, need to adapt to change. And also you need to uh, initiation because you need to be able to, you know, get going. Now, I realize those are different executive functions than I mentioned in the thing. And that's because when I did it in the book, I used one particular model. And then I thought, In the middle, literally in the five-minute break that I had, I thought, I wonder what AI could come up with for um, to-dos. So I asked the AI, hey, can you come up with, uh, tell me what you consider to be the executive functions? And here's what the AI thought they were. The AI thought that they were um, inhibition, which is the ability to control one's impulses and regulate behavior. Working memory. Uh, which, you know, obviously we know what that is. That's a capacity to hold and manipulate things. Um, Shift, which is a new one. I I need to figure out where that came from. Shift, which is the ability to switch between different tasks or mental sets flexibly. Emotional control, pretty obvious that one. Initiation, which, yeah, we don't want to have ADHD paralysis. That's something we hadn't really talked about. Planning and organization which they divide into two different things. There's planning and organization and then it has a seventh one, organization of materials. I actually don't like using that. I think it should be, organization should be the same thing, but that's what they use. So I said, okay, fine, AI, if those are your executive functions, give me 20 big tasks and tell me what kinds of executive functions they would need. Now I want to emphasize, I'm not asking the thing to develop the game for me. I'm asking it to give me a rough draft that I can then take and test and play test and iterate. Iterate, iterate, iterate. Improvise, adapt, and overcome. So, for the idea of doing a, um, uh, where was a presentation? Prepare and deliver a presentation. The executive functions that say you needed was working memory to remember key points, shift to adapt if the presentation needs adjustment, and initiation to start preparing. Now, since we're using these little tokens, um, I am need to figure out how many of each one you need. Now, according to the, uh, the computer, you need seven working memory, four or six planning and organization on a scale of one to 10, four shift, four emotional control, three initiation, and three inhibition which I think would be the playing things on the hard mode. That's a little too many tokens. So we may adjust everything into the Russell Barkley four-part mode. Um, But then again, it's also fun to play with lots of little colors. So we may instead go to the sixth one. But basically, the idea is that you need to be able to apply those tokens to a big task for either one or two turns. Because you only have 10 rounds. You have a morning round. You have uh, eight hours of work. And then you have an evening round. And there there will be penalties. Like if you don't take one of those hours of work and use it for lunch, well, then you may be operating at a disadvantage for the rest of the rounds because you skipped lunch. On the other hand... That's also giving up the ability to do some work. So this is where we're going to do some different um, cards, and the squirrel cards will come in. So a squirrel card could have negative things happen. And I try to think of things that actually happen to ADHDers. Things like, oh, your meds stopped working, or you forgot your meds, or you lose your planner. Uh, now, that's assuming you have a planner, and maybe one of the cards you draw is a squirrel that's, hey, fancy new planner got delivered to you, and you now have the ability. They, they gives you a plus uh, two um, organization tokens to use in whatever way you want. Um, but if you lose your planner and you don't have a digital backup, well, then suddenly your organization, you lose those things. So, um I had fun talking with Nadia Vanilla and others about things that happened during that. Uh, my friend Kevin also contributed to that conversation about things that uh, might have come up during, you know, for modifications, things that will be fun. So, for example, some of the things that they came up with was... um Let's get back here. Oh, yes, like a distraction. Someone sent a thumbs-up emoji and you're distracted. Lose, um, you're, you're distracted, so you lose a certain number of emotional regulation tokens. Um, or you moved houses three months ago and can't find that one box with all the cleaning supplies. Immediately give up on all house-related goal cards. So if you were planning on organizing your closet or doing the dishes, nope, not going to happen. Um, sensory issues, you know, your socks don't match and now the balance of your day is thrown off. Suddenly you lose an F, you know, or the tag on your shirt is itchy. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of different things that can be there, but it's not all going to be bad. We will also have scaffolding that will be part of the grow, which is things like meds, having a timer, having a planner, having an app getting a sudden call from a friend that they would like to do, uh, you know, body doubling, various things like that. And the idea is that you gradually are able to earn points by getting things done to do. And I realize that that's, you know, I know, we should all have our self-esteem based in simply the fact that we exist, not in what we get done. But um, that's not the world we live in. So... Uh, <laughs> Um, at the end of the game, at the end of the round, and, and I may have the rounds be two hours. I think it may be that having one is a little bit too much. Uh, having, you know, 10 different rounds is maybe too much. Uh, that's why we go to Protoss is to try these different things out. And um, when we do that, we'll also have actions. So you could decide you're going to spend some time planning, which then lets you get additional tokens, but also takes some tokens. Um, I've even considered using spoon theory. If you don't know what spoon theory is, look up mental illness and spoon theory, because it's a really useful metaphor to use. So I thought about having these instead of being little tokens be little spoons. But that's something we will worry about later. Because remember what I said, you worry about the art last. Right now it's about figuring out the gameplay. Um, But The biggest thing is, is I don't want this to be a game like Munchkin, where you're trying to sabotage each other, because we already have to deal with enough sabotage by just having ADHD. And I also want this to not necessarily be, you know, if you're sitting here like, well, that doesn't seem very fun. I don't want to, I have to deal with this anyway. Hey, you know what? You don't have to play this game. I I was surprised. I couldn't find anyone that had done a sort of tongue in cheek, humorous ADHD game um, in a long time. You know, uh, or in a long time, ever. I've, I found other ADHD cards, some from very great people and very useful things. And I have other ideas for, like, morning routine cards and ADHD dice and things that would be helpful tools that are actually externalizing executive function. That's not what this game is about. This game is for people with ADHD to sit around and laugh and be, oh, my God, yes, this is exactly what it's like. It's the feeling you get when you're scrolling through whatever social media you happen to enjoy that you see lots of other ADHDers and they have a meme up or a, you know, ADHD be like or part 73 of If the World Was Made for ADHDers, which I can't remember the name of the person that does those, but he's fucking hilarious. Uh, and I can't believe how productive he is. And I obviously should just, you know, give it up because I can barely do 30 podcasts in 30 days. And this person seems to do 73 videos every hour or something. Might be slightly exaggerating. But anyway, the game is going to be, I think, interesting. Um, And I I kind of enjoy the idea of just having this simulate ADHD and make it hard. It's hard to get the things done that you need to be a functioning adult. Because that is the feeling that I go for, which will include the relief you feel when you play your bedtime card and you realize that you got the day done. I suppose it's possible that if I have enough different scaffolding and actions and things like that, that maybe it'll help give people ideas on how to handle their actual life. That is not the objective. The objective is to have fun And laugh at something that we can't do anything about. And sometimes we love it and sometimes we hate it, but it's there either way. So might as well have some fun with it. If you're interested in the game, I will be certainly posting more, probably over in the Creative Gray Substack, though. Um, That's where I may actually put up a paid tier and have, like, you know, beta testers and things like that. Uh, I definitely do think this as a card game should be available. Um, electronically or on one of the online games or a print and play kind of situation. So I'll keep posted on that. If you're interested in knowing more, drop me a line, um, Gray at ADHD Hey, you know what? Maybe I'll even have a prototype with me at the Open Space that we do on January twentieth here in Madison, and we can have one of the sessions be, hey, let's let's play ADHD the card game. Um, Or it could just be maybe even... That'd be a good evening thing. Yeah, we can maybe see about going out. There's a great game store here in Madison called Noble Knight. And uh, I bet you we could take the game there and play around with it into the evening. So that I wanted to tell you about. And I wanted to tell you about it because I am really happy that I'm taking this game and the other game to Protospiel tomorrow. And getting past the RSD that affected me the first time around. Uh, There's a thing called the G.I. Joe fallacy, which is that uh, knowing is, in fact, not half the battle. In fact, it's barely 10% of the battle. But in this case, knowing that it's RSD that's making me feel the way I did uh, is just enough 10% to put me back into the game, literally. Literally. And I will be sure to let you all know how it goes. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the ADHD Open Space podcast. Again, my name is Gray Miller. If you have any comments or questions about the show, you can feel free to leave them on the podcast page at adhdos.substack.com forward slash podcast. Or you can email me directly, gray, G-R-A-Y, at adhdopen.space. The background music for the intro and outro are from Pixabay.com and are called Funny Days Together by Background Music Lab, used under a YouTube Content ID license.